Present East Coast Live Break Deep from Florida, Land of Lizards, Alligators, Frogs, Bullfrogs, Pythons. What's going on? We are going to. to patch in Brother Allen, even though we have not even talked to him. Could be sleeping. I could be here by myself. Uh, <laughs> let's see if he's around. That would be a good idea. Stand by. All right, Mike, number one. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Like, literally? What's up? You all right? Praise the Lord. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Doing How good. about you? Things are great. Hallelujah. Things are great. Hallelujah. Uh, looks like we dodged Eric. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I think you uh, didn't that corrected for Did we uh, dodge him? Sake. Let me see. Uh, it sure looks like it, but uh, he might call any second. And say, He's hey probably, guys, what's up? And then, yeah, no, I don't have the room open. He can't get in. All right, he no, probably. No, you know what? He probably. <laughs> he probably overdosed on HGH. <laughs> right. So he's, he's busy growing his muscles. Yeah, good. Right. Good call. Yeah. 
He just pumped himself up and just, you know, <laughs> playing the PS5. Playing that, you know, yelling at his wife in a gaudy voice. Yeah, good, yeah, right, good right. You know, dosing with that HGH, having the popcorn, playing the PS5, uh, playing that game Stray with the cats. He likes that game. It's a he, cat. It's a game yeah. about being a stray cat. Is that what yeah, you he becomes said? a cat? Right. How it's, interesting. Uh, it's called Stray, and uh, okay. You literally are a cat, and then you become lost, and then you like have to do things to find your family of cats. Is there one meow button or multiple? Meow oh yeah, buttons? yeah. There's oh yeah. There's different meows. How about that? Yeah, there's purring meow and all types of. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Maria wants the game. You know? Oh wow, you got Maria interested. No, in I don't. I, I did not. No, I do not because uh-huh. I know if I get a PS5, you won't see me for months. So I'm not gonna do it. It's very disciplined of you. Yeah. Even though I asked Eric if he wants to give me his, I will take it. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, he's not gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, you never know. Sometimes he goes crazy with the PS5s. Like, he'll buy them, return them, buy them, return them like four or five times. But it looks like he's settled in on the PS5 or the PS4 he was battling. But to be honest with you, the the, the game Stray is kind of very... You being a programmer, I think you would be pretty shocked on the quality and the level of uh, work they did on that game. You yeah, know. they've had decades to work stuff out, and they probably have pretty clever, um, you know, machine learning for you know simulating cats and you know whole worlds of you know they got gigabytes of RAM to simulate a whole world in. Should be very clever. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cute little game. You know, you're you know you meow, you run around. <laughs> um, we're gonna touch on uh, some encouraging. Uh, scriptures here i believe and also get into the fact that we are under persecution by an ai algorithm it's either a it's not even going to be ai because i remember i was attacked by one night you remember that night i got attacked by a host of libtards they appeared on my wall i remember you saying that yeah yeah. and i had to go into my accounts and make them all uh, can only view if you're a friend of a friend. I had to change them all because um, uh, this host of ravenous libtards, um, which incidentally I renamed them, they are now no longer known as satanic libtards, and a lot of people appreciate their new name. Uh, What's their new name? Uh, yeah, well, their new name is Satanic Spawns, of tyranny, death, and perversion. Yeah, you know what? I remember a certain very distinguished preacher saying that even if you had all your sins forgiven, you'd still go to hell because you're a child of the devil. And I guess you're a child of the devil as long as you're not a son of God. So uh, that is uh, biblically accurate. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you do have some people in the libtard umbrella that are really not libtards. They're kind of confused. 
and it's like their party left them behind, and they're still like wandering around, like in the lobby. I know one of those. Yeah, yeah she she's basically a uh, Kennedy Democrat, and she's voting for Robert Kennedy because he's a Kennedy. And there's probably yeah, there's probably millions of those, and uh, that's why he has twenty three percent of a Democrat uh, vote for president. So yeah, there's a difference between a liberal. Like I remember liberals from years ago, and they were really not that satanic. Like they were into unions and and liberty. Uh, the abortion thing came wrong. I disagreed, obviously. Uh, but the Clinton Democrats, uh, like my neighbor over here, uh, mm-hmm. they they have no idea what's going on with the progressives. They're just they're like in the lobby, wandering around, or in the elevator with the music playing. They just they don't know what's going on. They're lost. And when I tell them, it's like they get shocked because. The satanic spawns of tyranny, death, and uh, perversion. I added that perversion on there because they just hate the fact that they're being exposed to, for being pedophiles. I mean, it's kind of not so good look for them. And, uh, you know, this movie, uh, Mel Gibson does it again. And I know everybody wants to condemn Mel Gibson to hell. I get it. It's like, you know what? There are religious zealous today that are just clueless. You know, God can use a man, uh, even though he's coming out of Catholicism or whatever, uh, doesn't mean he's damned to hell, okay? You have to pray for these people. I know it's hard. I know. You just want them damned right away, right? Well, guess what? God's using God used him in the passion of Christ, okay? Okay. And I literally was using the passion of Christ to evangelize. I was bringing people into the movie. And they were getting touched by God and they were repenting. I was just using it as an evangelistic outreach tool. And then later, the DVD. But, um, you know, God was in that. Incidentally, there was many recorded, I remember back then, there was many recorded miracles on the set. If you do the research, uh, people were being blessed. Um, So God was in it, all right? When God's in something, you shouldn't condemn it to hell. It's probably like a good position to take. And this here, the sound of freedom, um is exposing the satanic libtards, what they do. We did a show on here a couple months, maybe, I don't remember when, but um, it was called um, The Bewitching of the Masses. And the reality of, of what they're doing with child sacrifice. Now, Recently, I got confirmation on this. I couldn't believe it. I saw, actually on YouTube, I don't know if it's still there, but there's a video up there of um, somebody doing an investigation documentary of uh, children in Africa uh, that they're literally sacrificing and preparing them for sacrifice. And people in America are buying the sacrifice 
like you can buy the the, the sacrifice and they kill they kill the, the the kid it's on youtube right now actually and um wow yeah it's pretty wicked and the people are getting power from this you see there's the, the satanic power released on those that engage in such levels of evil. They get satanic power. Okay? You have to understand that. They, they're getting satanic. And when you look at a satanic libtard or a satanic spawn of tyranny, death, and perversion, which is their new name, um, and you're like, well, why are they excelling? Why are they getting gain? Why are they prospering? Uh, it's because of satanic sacrifice. That's why. Okay? Because there's a trade-off system with the devil's kingdom in them. You give the devil satanic uh, sacrifice of, of blood, of innocence, you get you get gain here on earth. Right? There's going to be a price to pay. There will be a price to pay for it in the end, of course, right? Alan, you still with us? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so what I'm trying to say is it's also, and I talked to Russ Dizdar years ago about this, and um, he, he was uh, told me that the shattering of the innocence also is another form of, of um, sacrifice, i.e. when they uh, do... Um, the satanic ritual abuse, um, they shatter and the soul of, of the, of the, of the children. And during this satanic ritual abuse, the demons enter in to the child. They're getting homes. And that's what it's all about. The, the demons are looking for homes and they get the home. Uh, through the trade-off system of the satanic ritual abuse uh, of the sexual perversions that are being done, um, through the, the cuttings and the abuse, um, the demons are getting a house. That's what they want. Demons want a house. The children are a perfect house for them because that will give them more time to dwell on the earth in a home. And through the satanic ritual abuse, guess what? There is a shattering of the soul, and what the demons are able to come into the children. And because of this, because of this, the people that are engaging in the process of making demon houses out of children, they get a payoff from Satan. There is a demonic outpouring on them for gain, for prestige on this earth, for situations to go in their way of favor. Oh, yeah. There's an example of this in the Bible. You've pointed it out several times. I haven't memorized where it is, where some uh, king, where Israel's coming against them, and he sacrifices the son who was supposed to replace him on the throne— and that's when a great indignation went out against Israel. I forget where it is, though. You probably remember that. Right. Okay. So that's a perfect example of it. Thank you for reminding me of uh, 
that verse. Uh, but well, Israel was about to conquer them. I believe it was a uh, Amicalite king. I'm not sure right now. However, uh, when he saw the war was not going in his favor, uh, yeah, he sacrificed his son and on the wall so they could see it. And the detest wow. of the sacrifice, the power of the evil, went out on the hosts of Israel, and there was there was detest and shame went and going out on them. They turned around. They, they, he sustained in the battle through the demonic sacrifice to a demon god. Remember that. It was to a demon god. That's in Scripture, guys. And if Alan would activate 94% of his brain right now, he would give you the verse. Oh, okay. Let's see if I can but, find it. Um, I believe it's definitely going to be in Kings. I, You know what? I don't know anymore. Anyway. Uh, How much coffee have you had? Well, I'm low on coffee because my mother was here and she scoffed a lot of my coffee. I'm down low. All right. Oh, pobrecita. Yeah, I got to go out and get some beans. I don't, you know, I grind them up myself. Anyway, the demonic sacrifice in that case gave that losing king power. That's what we're trying to say here. That's what's going on here. With these children. What do you think is going on with all these children to bring it over the border? And you're wondering why satanic libtards are prospering. Well, they got the children. And they're going to pervert them. They're going to shatter them. They're going to inject them with demons. They're going to sacrifice them. I'm going to get that video on YouTube where the children are being sold for sacrifice in Africa. Think about this. This is how sick the world has become. And what do you think abortion and late-term abortion is? Exactly. We are seeing an unbelievable rise of evil in the land. Now, let's touch on... um, Oh, yeah, I want to talk about... I want to talk about the, the, the reality of what we're seeing manifest on the earth. Okay? And I keep getting texts and I'm, like, scared it's Eric... No, no, that's that's me. I just sent you Second Kings chapter three verse twenty seven for that verse you just wanted. Oh, literally, can you read it? Like, sure, yeah. sure. Then he took his eldest son, who should have reigned in his stead, and offered him as a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel, and they departed from him and returned to their own land. There you go. There was the demonic sacrifice to a demon. He was not a worshiper of Yah. And the demonic sacrifice to the demon God gave him power to win. Oh, gee, let me think about that. What happened in the last election where they were able to completely distort the numbers and get away with it? You better believe there was demonic sacrifice going on. They know Okay, that through their demonic sacrifice, they are able to get power through the blood of innocence and the shattering of the soul of children. This is the one thing the prophets of of Baal did not have 
on Mount Carmel. They went to the next best thing by cutting themselves, but that wasn't going to do it. They knew blood would give them some form of power, so they started to cut themselves. But it wasn't going to cut it for the demon gods. The demon gods want the children. Yeah, that's right. We are talking Hansel and Gretel-ish style witches here. And uh, is that the story, Hansel and Gretel? I just came up with that out of nowhere. I haven't read that since I was literally. Like you like know three. nothing about it. I, 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 it was read to me when I was like three or four. It's been a while. Well, so I, I, what is it? I just said it, and I don't know. Uh, okay, let me see if I can dig up a summary. Oh, man, you got to use ninety-five percent of his brain being activated. Engage sound effect. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dig up Hansel and Gretel for the first time in decades. Eric, I just okay, didn't know what on. it was. I was hoping you knew. Okay, forget hold, it. Hold, please. I thought that. Hansel I thought it was a witch that ate ate gingerbread children. I don't know. Uh, let me see. All right. Um, I hate to be right about what I don't know. Does that make sense? No. Well, uh, sometimes. Have yeah, more let's... coffee and let me know. All right. Yeah. Well, my mother wiped out my supply. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Cry me a river. You want to live long on the earth, you have to uh, bless your mother and father. Amen. Um, it will invoke a blessing upon you, so give them all your coffee. How uh, about that? Um. <laughs> Getting back to uh, Maria's recent dream, and I'm saying getting back to because we never touched on it, so I made that up. Um, Maria's recent dream, we were praying the other night, she had a dream, and uh, it was a demon uh, that was she was shown that was literally um, uh, a giant demon that was... Uh, uh, a cake, cookie, and ice cream demon, and donut. And this demon was going around luring people down a road um, where this giant cake, cookie, and ice cream, and donut demon, and it would it would go go before them with the giant cup and suck, uh, like a shake. With a donut on the bottom and like that. And people were attracted to it. This cake, cookie, donut, and ice cream demon. And it was, people were, it was like Pied Piper. They were like, we want that. We want that. And they were all being lured um, down this dark alley that was a dead end. Okay? So... It just further confirms the uh, importance of, because uh, we went overboard. The Lord was uh, warning us, I believe, because she kept buying like ice creams and stuff, and uh, I sucked some down. And um, we have to watch this uh, this demonic powers trying to lure us 
to overload and to disturb the balance of our bodies. Okay? That's a real warning. And it, it, I was at the store at Publix. This is where everybody shops around here, Publix. And I, I saw the sale on these cookies, and I'm like, two for one, great. I grabbed them. And then I'm wandering away with these mounds of cookies in my hand. And then I'm like, wow, wait, Maria's dream. So I threw them somewhere else in the aisle somewhere else by cat food. And um, I departed from that deal because of Maria's dream. Because what I get out of that is that there, there are spirits luring people to open doors for curses into our bodies of diabetes and other problems um, through an imbalance in our diets. It's so important to, especially as we get older, um, restrain. And I bound that cookie, cake, and ice cream demon. I started to bind it because she was describing to me what it, it was a strong man. I know it sounds crazy, but dreams are um, metaphoric in the sense to show you the plan and plot of the enemy. And we we rebuke that devil. And, um, you know, here's the case in that. And we went over this recently. Alan brought it up. I mean, the promises of God are contingent on your behavior and your obedience. Right, Alan? I mean... Um, yeah, we're not supposed to be uh, stuffing ourselves, which is why that you she had that dream. In Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 49, it says, uh, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom, pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. So um, when we hear, we, when we read the fullness of bread part, Beyond, you know, not fasting and praying unto the Lord like that, uh, like that old widow did at the beginning of, beginning of the Gospel of Luke, uh, these people in Sodom also did indulge in fullness of bread. So we're definitely not supposed to be stuffing ourselves. And the Lord Jesus did say in the, in one of in the Gospels, I forget which one, that um, you know when when right. when I'm gone, then they will fast. Um, okay. So, well, I, asked, I, I, anyway. I think this has to do with sugary substances, but yeah. Um, we need to watch uh, these lorings where we can open the door to the enemy for an attack on our bodies. Okay? That's what I'm trying to say. And if God promises 120 years of life, that's contingent on your behavior. Okay? We hey, went man. over this. I was trying to get Alan to... Uh, bring back what he said last week, that the promises of God are contingent on your behavior. Like with Judas, for instance, like getting Jesus murdered was kind of a problem in behavior, you know? <laughs> you can have promises of being exalted to a level in, in the heavenlies. However, if the Satan was able to tempt you and lure you by money, like kill Jesus, that can be a little bit problem in your behavior. No, Alan? I mean, yeah, that would definitely be a problem uh, exemplified in 
For example, Psalm chapter 125, verse 3, For the rod of the wicked, the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. So we're supposed to live clean lives before God, but if we switch it up and we decide to act evil and run with the wicked, then um, that's when all of our righteousnesses will not be remembered, according to what Ezekiel said. And... Um, what Ezekiel told us, God said, amen. We're supposed to live clean lives. Amen. Okay. So like killing Jesus ain't so good. No. Right? That could open up a problem for you. Like that's a problem. Um, so you promised 120 years of life in scripture, and that was God downgrading. Okay. Incidentally, God shifts around the promises. Okay, he he can shift them. Everybody says God changed not, and they twist that word. He changes not, meaning his nature and character doesn't change, but he shifts around at his will the promises, depending on how we live our lives and the decisions we make with our free will. Amen. So you look at the children of Israel. And he definitely shifted them down to 70 and 80 years of life. And it states there because he wanted them to die sooner, that's all, so he can bring in the younger generation into the promise. So the 120 factor of life didn't matter anymore there because there was a shift. There's also a shift in the covenant and the compliance of the Mosaic laws. Okay, Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. I know this is hard for you, some of you to hear. But unfortunately, God has given us a new covenant for you, whatever you are, over in flyover country, you become these Hebrew running around, whatever. But here's the problem we are grafted into a new covenant. He has shifted the covenant to make it easier to to an extent when we're relying on his grace and mercy. Amen. And when we begin to perform to get that and we're constantly saying, no, my performance is going to do it if I just do A plus B. <laughs> Listen, the system is set up to drive us to the cross. That's why Jesus shifted, okay, the realm of adultery. This is what I'm trying to say. You see, he shifted it up to just lust of the eyes. Did he not? He did. Did he not shift uh, the eye for an eye? completely rolled that over yeah before you had to actually uh commit adultery with a woman but he moved it up to lust of the eyes I, it says at the beginning of the of gospel of, of the gospel of john the law came through moses but grace and truth came through jesus christ where um we we walk in uh grace and love where love is the fulfillment of the law before now you can betray someone in your heart because you're not walking in love. 
whereas before you had to actually go through a physical act. So yeah, it's a it's a higher standard where it's more spiritual. Amen. So could that be considered a shift in the covenant? Yes. Um, back in uh, Ezekiel, God said uh, the new covenant would not be uh, would be one where the, His law would be written on our hearts. So yes, it is a a new covenant, and it's not like the old one, according to Ezekiel. Amen. Okay. So let's give you another example of shifting going on. All right. This is what I'm talking about. God shifts. He he changes not these the the uh, modern day mosaics like to quote that, but the reality of it is covenants do change and shift. God is not changed, but He can shift around what is needed. Okay, to comply with His word i.e., we're not killing turtle doves anymore. We're not whacking out uh, rams. Okay? Which I wouldn't want to do anyway. I don't want to do it. Yeah, that takes a lot of time, and it takes time away from uh, purifying our hearts before God. Um, You know, I'd rather just say, oh, God, I screwed up by doing this, this, and this. Forgive me. And then, you know, moving on into into acts of, you know, basically living unto God. Whereas before you'd have to go, okay, I got to buy this and buy that and do this and do that. And we're free from all that to live spiritual lives of love and grace instead. Amen. I'm trying to remember, we had like a good verse on that. Was it in Acts? Oh, Acts Acts 15. This is Peter, right? Peter, in Acts 15, literally said um, when when they were trying to uh, bestow Mosaic law on the Gentiles, Peter says in verse 10, Now therefore, why are we tempt God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our, forf- our fathers nor we could even bear? Amen. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved, even as they. Okay, this is when they were amazing. Go ahead. This is when they were trying to convey to the leaders of Mosaic law at the time that the power of God was falling on the Gentiles. Literally, Paul and Peter were explaining that. And that the compliances uh, of Mosaic performance were not needed. And literally summed it down to four, which incidentally, eating of blood was in there. And this whole eating of blood thing in the Philippines, I mean, we did so many deliverances with that. Uh, Demons flying out of people. There's so much eating of blood for some reason in the Philippines. And... uh, uh, down my friend Tommy Sanigo, um, great deliverance minister, by the way, uh, who who used to, <laughs> unfortunately for the uh, the the so called Hebrews here we have, they um, wouldn't have liked Tommy Sanigo because he used he used to use the name uh, Jesus Christos or something. 
I, I was even confused by it. But uh, he was that's what he said. And the demons were flying out. I'm talking massive deliverances. Power of God moving. See, it's in the spirit of what you're coming in, in the spirit of God. You could say, come out in the name of the Son of God. My pastor, uh, Charles Holtzhauer, used to say that. And demons come out because you're in the spirit of Christ. But when you begin to do a shakedown on everybody on compliance of verbiages, you see, the letter killeth. When we inject the letter, it thwarts the power. It has to be in the substance of faith and in the spirit of Christ. That's why Tommy Sanigo was successful using the name. How, how do you say it even, Alan? Oh, uh, Yehoshua HaMashiach is the full title of King Messiah in Hebrew. No, I'm talking about Tommy Sanigo used to use a different name in Costa Rica. Anyway, whatever. Um, okay. I thought it was Jesus Christos or something, but... Um, which incidentally, I think is, we went over that. Was that the name in Latin? It could have been. Uh, yeah, in Latin it was like Jesus or something, which means uh, all the Spanish speakers got it right and we got it wrong. Okay. Or the, well, the Judaizers got it wrong. All right. Well, Tommy Sanigo, my friend, used to use that name. Okay. So, and had a powerful ministry down in uh, Central America. Um. Why? Why is it so powerful? Okay, why? We have to get out of this letter of the law. Killeth. And you see right here, Peter, we went over this uh, maybe last week. Peter is calling it the burden. And um, he literally says, to the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the ordinances of the Mosaic law were not what the Lord wanted here. And they went over the four ordinances that there were only to, to be uh, sent to the Gentile church. Eating of blood was big down in Costa Rica. That's where I was going with that. Um, they eat uh, this uh, uh, blood pudding or something. I don't know what it is, but... that's. Yeah, it's it brings demons in, folks. I've seen it many times. I've had I had a woman just renounce it, and as she renounced the eating of blood, demons started coming out of her. This is a pastor's wife. Um, so that opens a door. Remember, demons want a house. They want a house, and if they can get you eating the blood, you're opening up a big door. Okay, renounce it. Um, getting back to the compliance of Scripture, you promised 120 years, and that was God downgrading. Modern-day preachers don't read the entire word, and they say you promised 70 and 80 years of life. That was God killing them earlier. Like, he shifted it. That's what I was saying. He shifted it. Okay? You don't want God ever shifting the promises on you and the only way that can happen is through disobedience that's right that's right 
Now, getting back to that dream Maria had, I just heard her get up. I would love for her to come in here. The giant donut demon. What's its job? Okay, it's to get you tempted into a sugar diet to open up a door for spirits of diabetes and other things to come into your life. It's an imbalance demon. It's there to drive an imbalance on your body. Okay? So we don't want that. So if you're promised 120 years of life, your behavior can thwart the promise. Let me give you an example. You're prom- okay, we're promised 120 years, right? According to God's downgrade. By the way, he shifted there, didn't he? Um, and then you start eating cakes, cookies, sugar, Oreos, donuts, every single day of your life nonstop. What do you wow. think is going to happen to that promise, Alan? Uh, it's going to be definitely curtailed because uh, we live in bodies. We are spiritual people, but we live in bodies and we have to take care of our bodies. And even Paul said, uh, you know, things that the body at some point, uh, your body, this eat this, you got to eat for your health. And um, there's a verse about things that your body needs. So we can't constantly abuse our bodies with uh, a sugary diet of non-nutrition. We should be eating things like, you know, healthy. There's a whole show you could do on that. So, and we're supposed to be serving God by worshiping him, passing out tracts, tithing, helping the poor, fighting the wicked, and trusting God to bring promises to pass. That's a Christian life. So let us all okay. do that. Amen. Well, do, you, do you think that would be a blessing to your body? Yes or no? I oh, that would be a that colossal way. curse. Donuts are like okay. fat and sugar. Amen. Well, my question was, would that thwart the promise of 120 years of life? Yes, it would. It would. Why? Because our bodies need nutrition, and there's not much nutrition in sugary snacks, and but lots of calories, empty calories. Amen. Listen, God does not want us to bring an imbalance to our bodies. So the devil has a door of opportunity to bring in a devil of infirmity against you. And these are also bloodline diseases. Oh, yeah. The iniquity of the forefathers travels the bloodline. That's why it's so important to break the curse and confess the sins of the forefathers. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. Now, getting back to promises being shifted around by the Lord, i.e., he shifted the 120 down to 70, 80 in the book of Psalms. Why? Uh, To kill them. That's why. He changed his mind. He can do that. That's what he wants. That's why he says, I'll have mercy on whoever I want, and I'll have grace on whoever I want. That's what it says. He does what he wants. He can have a shirt on right now that says, I am God, I do what I want. He does what he wants, but he does not violate his word or his character. For example, when, when King Hezekiah did uh, 
you know, he was told by the prophet Isaiah, uh, you will die and not live, set your house in order. Uh, he turned to, he basically started praying and uh, it was such a good prayer of repentance to God where God, where God said in second Kings chapter 20, verse six, for example, uh, I will add 15 years to your life and I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my honor and for the sake of my servant, David. So God will change your destiny for good as, as you uh, serve God. And just as he will turn it for bad as we load up on donuts and do what we want. Amen. Well, it just opens the door to the enemy. And God doesn't want you to have that door. Okay? That dream Maria had. And by the way, she had that when she was buying all these ice creams. Okay? Enemy was using her to try to kill me. So I we shut that down after that dream. And... uh she did come home with some little rice puddings yesterday. I had I had that. But uh oh. Yeah, I know. But we need to uh take care of the temple of God. Um Amen. Exit uh Romans nine fifteen for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on who I will have compassion. It's his decision. Okay? That's what it means. And the fact of the matter is he can shift his covenant. Okay? He can say you have 120 years and then you're in disobedience. It's down to 1780. Like the children of Israel. Okay? We need to walk in the obedience of God. To receive the blessings. Okay? And the promises of long life, uh, one of them is uh, regarding your mother and father. You can have a blessing on your life. It says that you live long on the earth. Okay. Well, if you do the opposite, what could that do, Alan? If you do the opposite, um, basically it cuts off the opportunity for God to give you a, uh, a long life of blessing. We have to, I mean, basically if you curse mother and father, uh, your days will not, it will not be well with you and you won't live long. That's, I think that's the verbiage. Whereas if we, anyway, anyway, amen. All right. So we want to walk obedience of God so we don't open the door of the enemy. And we know the Lord has blessed us uh, specifically with some things we should be eating. And I know Maria had a dream about salmon and um, that it was uh, very healthy for the body. So I'm not eating enough of it. So I'm not in obedience to that direction. You see the problem? Yeah. So, yeah. And one of the reasons is I bought this giant piece of salmon recently and I, I got lazy and I didn't cook it. You see, the modern day world is just so convenient to go buy crap food. I mean, you can go get it now. Okay? Okay, Apostle Paul didn't like have Big Mac attack. 
All right? Greasy fries and all that. Probably was eating fish. But there's more preparation behind that. So I had to throw that big piece of salmon out recently. Why? Because I didn't cook it in time and whatnot? Because I got to grill it and whatnot? There's more work involved? Yeah. There's going to be more work involved with having a better diet. That's just the way it is. You want to eat the crap? You open the door to the enemy. That's what Maria's dream was about, okay? So buying the rebuke that sugar demon for sure. It's a tempter to lure us down a road of bringing in affliction into our lives. With that being said, um, I want to talk about faith a little bit here because I re- recently, uh, I, my house here has an atrium in the middle of the house. And there was the atrium has got a uh, some trees growing in it. It's a glass all around it. And above the atrium is a screen. So water could come in and whatnot, all right? So, I don't know. Maria brought some plants in there, and all of a sudden, I noticed a little spider in there. This little, like the size of an eraser head spider. And he made a web in there. And he's trying to catch some gnats or something. In Florida, these gnats attack over here. Mosquitoes. And I'm saying to myself, there's no gnats in there. So I told Maria, I said, this spider, this little spider has weaved this web. He spent all that time. And the problem is... um. There's no gnats in there. What's you know? Look at him; he's just sitting there. And I'm saying to myself, you know, maybe preadventure there will be some type of gnat flying around, and he'll catch something. So I, I let it go. A week goes by, right? Okay. Uh, this is this is the story of the spider. Okay. And. I went by, again, I saw the spider. He's there four or five days later. Nothing's going on. All right, he's got nothing. A massive rainstorm comes. Um, destroyed his, his web. Little spider. He's on my side, by the way. There is some wisdom for a spider says in Scripture they build their homes in king's palaces, right, in Proverbs. Um, okay. So spiders, for me, uh, these little spiders, they catch these annoying gnats, and they, they're all over the place. So they're on my side in a way. I want these gnats gone, right? Okay. So his whole web got wiped out by the rainstorm. Massive rainstorm came in. Remember, this is screened in. There's no gnats, no mosquitoes or flies in there. So I'm like, he's gone. You know, I felt kind of bad. I'm like, he got wiped out. He waited. Nothing happened. Poor little guy. So then I noticed that a day later, he he's rebuilding his net. He reconstructed it. He's skinnier now. 
because he's tiny as it is, but he's even more small. And he starts constructing the net. So he made a new net. And he's sitting in there and um, I'm like, wow, he's back. He's trying again, casting this net out. It's the only thing he knew to do was to build this net. And I began to ponder it. And I'm like, that's kind of how, how we have to be in faith. Keep on trying. Keep on casting this net out. And keep standing and believing what we know to do. And that's what that little spider was doing. He only knew to do that. He caught nothing. But he kept doing it. He got destroyed. Massive deluge of water came in. I thought he was dead. He crawled back up the tree. There's a tree in there. And started to make another web. And there's nothing in there. Nothing. So, I left him alone. I'm looking at him. I know some of you think I'm whacked right now, but this, I had to keep walking by this this little spider. So, then, Maria goes in there and didn't even realize the spider reformed his web, and she brought in these giant cutlings of some tree she thinks she's going to regenerate and she stuffed them into the uh, 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 soil boxes in there I don't know what the hell she was doing but they were really long and she knocked the, the little spider's web down and destroyed it Aww. gone right poor little guy so I'm like, I, t- I said to her I said what would you what would what, you what What'd you bring in these giant sticks? You, you knocked down that little spider. He had no food. He was up there. He was building a web. He caught nothing. He's been sitting there for weeks. He's getting small. He's got no food. He's got no gnats. But he keeps on building that web. He keeps on trying. He's doing what he knows to do. So, a day goes by. Spider's gone. I figure he's dead because another rainstorm came and there was all mud in there in this atrium. It's in the middle of the house, like a glass thing. And there's dirt on the ground. So I I thought he, you know, he's gone, dead because he was already getting skinny. Um, so then I went in there, I looked and I saw him and he was down low. And he couldn't go up anymore where he was. And he was trying to construct another web down by the ground. And um, he was real small and he was he was he was not looking good. He was small little guy already. And he only had one strand. That's all he had. One strand. Like going across, I don't know what the, you know. It was like he was out of energy, but he was able to make one strand of like a line. 
And I looked at him and I said, Spider, I am going to deliver you because of your faith and just sitting here and trying and trying. I am going to bring you to a land rich in gnats. So I went and got a cup and I put him in there and I put him out by a bush over here. Okay? Where he lives now. I took him out. Why? Because it made me think about our faith. Keep on trying. Keep being persistent. Alan, does it say that we must fight the good fight of faith? Yes, it does say fight the good fight of faith. And the Lord Jesus also said in um, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. And in the King James, it says they, they should, they always, men ought to always pray and not to faint. And uh, there's something about keep, you know, persisting in prayer or persisting in worship or persisting in tithing or persisting in helping the poor or persisting in fighting the wicked that God rewards over time uh, with outpouring, sudden outpourings that we weren't expecting. One preacher said, uh, you know, one time I prayed for three days so I could talk to God. And uh, if I had prayed for two days, I would have got nothing. But I prayed for three days and, and Jesus appeared to me and I was able to ask him a question. So um, may we always persist in doing and serving God and doing things the Bible says so that we see the outpouring. Amen. The little spider didn't give up hope. No, he didn't. He had one little strand left, a rope. So what's the end of the story? He was down low. He was low. And you delivered him. You delivered him. What happened? I did. I delivered him. You know, I don't know where he went, but I saw him scurrying towards the bush. Um, And then after I delivered him out there, I start to wonder, you know, will the Geikos get him? I don't know. But um, I figure he had more of a chance by that bush there because there's a lot of gnats flying around out there. And but there's you don't have a certified happy ending to the story like you saw him get bigger, uh, bigger and his, no, well, his empire I, I, growing. This was yesterday I put him out there, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be okay because the Geigos are being hunted by the cats out there. There's not many out there. So okay. his enemy, the Geigos, I imagine, would uh, dare scarce. Wow, did I sound Irish? Uh, maybe. I'm more did you, shocked did you, you hear that? use the word Geico. Yeah, but I'm more shocked you're using, you're pronouncing it as Geico like the insurance no, I, I company. Said, it's a gecko. I said, said Scars. Like, yeah, I, I got that, but I'm just stuck on Gecko. I sounded now, Irish. So. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> Almost sounded like a, a, a hillbilly Hebrew. All right. Let's, let's not go too far. <laughs> let's um, reflect on the word there in persistency. Um, we must keep on... Listen, Hebrews 11... Uh, let me think. 
Uh, Many saw the promises from afar off, but never received them. But because they stood in faith, they received a good report. Doesn't it say that? So you can obtain a good report by your persistency in faith. Let me see if that's literally a word from God. Or am I making it up? I guess it is. I can't find it. I thought it says you'll obtain a good report. Literally, you'd think Alan would look it up. Okay, Um, okay. All right, let me see. see, see. All right. I believe it's in Hebrews 11. Anyway. So, by to keep on trying and keep on believing God, you obtain a good report with the Lord. Okay? That's a good position to be in. Also note that you are demonstrating to the Lord that you are putting your faith into works. And that is also pleasing to God. And to please God is a good thing. Okay? Faith without works is dead faith. The spider was showing that he was going to keep on trying the only thing he knew. And he was getting beat down. He had the deluge. He had the giant stick knock him down. He was skinny for weeks or whatever. Two weeks. And now he was on the ground only eight inches from the ground with one strand. One strand left the spider had. He didn't have it in him to build another web. But a strand. I took him out. There's no gnats in here, spider. I said to him. And I put him out by the bush. Okay? His persistency in his belief system got him an opportunity of deliverance. We must be persistent in the only thing that we know, and that's the promises and the word of God. Yes or no, Alan? Wait, I just finished digging up that verse. What did you ask me? I don't know. Could have been a yes or no uh, question. But Oh, man, I was, I was zoning. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's always good to do. I'm sorry. Um. But getting back to um, the word of God and the promises of God, declare, decree them, thank the Lord for them, and just wait on the Lord. You get knocked down, do it over again. You, I know it could be discouraging. However, when we're persistent in showing God that we're putting faith into works, when we're even just declaring the word of God and decreeing it, and laying claim to the word of God, by the way, personally for us, the word of God should be personal to you. Amen? Amen. Should, T. L. Osborne had a um, situation where when he showed somebody that the word of God and the promises of God were personal to him, he wasn't getting healed. But when he, when he was shown that, it says, by his stripes, you are healed. The word you. Right? Right. 
the word you and uh, are with the stripes we were, we being us, is a declaration of the power of God on you personally. God is pinpointing that word right at you. So let's begin to make those promises kind of personal for us because there's more power in understanding that. What message was that in by T.L. Osborne, by the way? I think it was receiving divine healing or receiving healing or something. Um, you're on. You're sharp tonight. Let's see if you figure that out. It's the morning. It's the morning. Okay. Great. Uh, All right. So with that being said, we gave the whole situation with the spider breakdown. And I I believe the Lord is telling us to keep on trying, folks. We're going to have to rely on the systems of man no more because they're failing. I just saw some woman talking about. Pfizer has shortages in drugs and pills. You you might have a great shortages of medications. We're going to have to really make that a personal word for, for us. Personally, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our shalom was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. You were. You are and are being By the word of God. The provisions and the promises of God are personal to each and every one of us. And we must declare and decree them and stand. If you get knocked down by a deluge, if you get knocked down by a giant tree or a stick, you keep on sowing the net of faith. Amen? Amen. Should we let Alan do a closeout summary here? Alan, could you? Yes. um, This, uh, the whole show or just uh, the subject of faith? Right now I'm trying to get a snoring sound effect. From me or from the audience? To play in the background (laughs) right now. Hold on. Great. Okay. (laughs) Goodness. Yeah, couldn't find it. No, you know. Not the whole show, just this, um, the pertinent of faith being person, personally, the word of the promises of God being personally directed at us as an individual. Yeah. Um, in Isaiah 53, it says, by his stripes, we were healed. And then in First Peter 2, 24, looking back at what happened at the cross, it says, by his stripes, ye were healed, all of you. So um, it's definitely directed at the at the listener. And uh, it's definitely for everyone. No one is excluded from the promises of God as long as they're the, on the earth. They can always turn to God and, and start worshiping him and serving him. And, and uh, God will change their destinies, just like he did for Hezekiah. He said, I'll add 15 more years to you because he saw his tears. He saw his repentance and God changed his destiny for him. So um, that's why the Lord Jesus said men ought to pray and not quit and not faint, because uh, as we persist in serving God, that's when we eventually see the blessings. Uh, for example, uh, I persisted in uh, in confessing that I have a wonderful wife, and and I also added to it uh, Psalm one forty five verses eight and nine. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, 
and his tender mercies are over all his works. And that's when that prophetic word came through Minister Richie that um, I see Alan's wife and she is Brazilian. So um, I persisted in believing God and I added to it the compassion of God. And that's when that blessing was poured out on me. So um, let us not quit. God is God is full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy and good to all. So let's turn to him in faith and love and um, persist in serving him and he'll pour out a blessing for us. Amen. You think I'm weird with my spider story? Nah, it's pretty good. I just wish it had a happy ending. So you don't have faith that he was able to make it? Did you pray for him? Well, I put him by the bush. There's gnats out there. I mean, there was no gnats in there, man. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I think I might need a happy ending next week. So you're going to have to check on that spider, Pritchard, please. I got Leave us hanging. The essence of that message is that he kept trying. Yes, he did keep trying. And as he, he got knocked down, man. Okay. I mean, I was getting to the point I was going to go try to f- catch a gnat. <laughs> and then I'm going to put the name, gnat in there. Help this little guy. Help this little spider make it so we have a happy ending to the story. And I renounce hanging. I know you're, you're mocking my spider story. but I'm not mocking it. I just it, want a happy ending. It touched me. All right, because the spider kept trying. Yes. He kept doing what he knew to do, man. You weren't there, man. Yeah. Essay. (laughs) (laughs) You 818. All right. Yeah. I'm going to hightail it out of here, so I hope we were able to get something out there today. Um, Amen. This was a uh, smorgasbord of uh, words. What did we start with anyway? I forgot. <laughs> We're talking about Tommy Sanigo and All right. Where is Tommy we started Sanigo? With, uh, we started with Democrats used to be a patriotic Oh, oh the satanic spawns of tyranny, death, and perversion. That's their new name. Okay. We were political. Okay. Yeah, because John Kennedy, uh, he advocated tax cuts. He was a patriotic American. That's back when Democrats used to partner with American workers to make sure they prospered in this economy. And uh, that's that's Kennedy. And that's why I remember that. Yeah, I I, I remember that. And that's uh, but the Clintons turned it into an abortion party of lying all the time and sending jobs to China. So uh, and, and, you know, surrendering at every turn. So that's a problem. And Bush basically kept sending jobs to China and started up the wars and the debt and uh, basically never defended himself, never attacked Democrats. And his, you know, was replaced by Obama, which did even more. Yeah. What the Clintons did. Terrible. Okay, Without giving us the whole history of the Libtard Party, can we let go? Uh, Yes. All right. So that I think we covered it all here today, folks. Faith, believing, you get knocked down, keep on going. Incidentally, join our prayer group. We're there to help you and lift your hands as Joshua and Caleb did with Moses and to stand with you in the prayer group. Uh, uh, Are we there every night? We're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, we do teach, you know, we play T.L. Osborne on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, We all... uh, 
take turns praying on Wednesday. And on Friday, we give our prayer requests to uh, Richard, and then Richard prays him real fervently, and sometimes even I pray him real fervently. Yeah. And we all agree, and it's a powerful time. Amen. Point man prayer on Friday. Um, a lot of people like that, too. Uh, man, I need more coffee. All right, so the mother stole my coffee. And, but you uh, love her. Yeah, I do, but that was wrong. I'm low. All right, so let's get going, get gone, and get out of here. Watching radio saying farewell. Join the Telegram group that will be in the comments of this show. Incidentally, we're being stifled by Apple now. I'm not going to get – we'll get into that next week. But we're trying to get around. Alan, did we get the workaround yet? I contacted Podbean to uh, see if how and if they can help us. And if they've gotten back to me, I haven't seen it. But I'm going to check my email momentarily yeah. and see. We're but it's some total type of... street cred that uh, Apple messed with us. Actually, we shouldn't be saying that. Uh, maybe they have AIs checking on us. And, uh, you know, the, that other major corporation messing with us, that's street cred. I mean, you, if you have a milk toast, lame, a cake bake show, they're not going to mess with you. Yeah. But uh, if you have a, cu- a cutting edge show that gives the truth and sets people free, yeah, they're going to mess with you. And that's exactly what they did with, did with us. And I'm so happy, just like the disciples were and Jesus were run out of one town into another because they were not cake bake. And praise God, so far, neither are we. Amen. Yeah, that definitely got us on some list because I can't believe they just made that list. They deleted all my uh, reviews for 23 years. Uh, That's evil. I mean, they left one bad list. They left one bad review at one star. And these people are sick. That had to be a person doing that. Yeah. And I don't know who I'm on the bad side of with the satanic libtards, but I don't like you either. And I hope you repent because it's not right the way they're stifling our speech. All right. With that being said, watch radio saying farewell. We'll see you next week. Amen. God bless bless you all. Amen.